Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a special edition of The Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 352. Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So we watched some interesting things unfold with Turning Point USA last weekend. And one thing about the organization that I happen to like a lot is it's young people engaged in the issues of the day with with an insatiable appetite you know, to to learn and advance conservatism, if you will. It's like the next generation of conservative stars that ultimately will hopefully be protecting and defending liberty, freedom, capitalism, our Constitution for generations to come. Uh, anyway, so they had their summit in Florida. I, I've been to previous events of theirs when, when they've invited me. They've been very nice to me. And anyway, so th- apparently there were some psycho neo-Nazis out in front of the conference um, we've since discovered that Turning Point USA attendees actually were telling these people to get lost and go pound sand and get the hell out of there and and so on and so forth. Anyway, ABC News with their hard hitting, you know, news show called The View uh, started trashing the the Turning Point USA. And this is what they were saying. Neo-Nazis were in the front of turn out there in the front of the conference uh, with anti-Semitic um, slurs and, um, you know, the Nazi swastika. Mm-hmm. OK, so you have to read this thing. Oh, I've got a legal note. Uh, the conservative oh, group. Sonny normally does this. But you I know. Yes. I know. Yes. This is our knockoff lawyer. Okay. The conservative group Turning Point USA has condemned the group of neo-Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis is what I want to know. But you let them in. You let them in and you knew what they were. So you are complicit. No, they didn't let them in. No, they didn't want them there. And anyway, to Turning Point USA's credit, they said, we're not putting up with your crap. And they did threaten a lawsuit. And then came not one, but then two apologies in consecutive days. Listen. 
So on Monday, we talked about the fact that there were openly neo-Nazi demonstrators outside the Florida Student Action Summit of the Turning Point USA group. We want to make clear that these demonstra demonstrators were gathered outside the event and that they were not invited or endorsed by Turning Point USA. So we apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. But they, you know, in Monday's uh, conversation about Turning Point USA, I put the young people at the conference in the same category as the protesters outside. And I don't like it when people make assumptions about me. And it's not any better when I make assumptions about other people, which I did. So my bad. I'm sorry. All right. Charlie Kirk is with us uh, on top of leading uh, this organization, Turning Point USA. He's got a new book out. It's actually phenomenal. I've been reading it. The College Scam, How America's uh, Universities Are Bankrupting and Brainwashing Away the, the Future of America's Youth. It's on uh, Amazon.com. We'll put a link on Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Uh, Charlie, great to have you back. How are you, sir? Thank you, Sean. I'm doing great. I want to say you've been a big backer of us for years and got to get you back at one of our Turning Point events. We love you. So thank no, I'd you. love to. I appreciate the, the previous invitations. You're always very gracious to uh, to us. We, we appreciate that. You really are the next generation of conservatives in the country. Um, I think you're hated for that. So anyway, you, you do have these really big summits and, and events. I remember the last event I spoke at. I mean, the room was packed. I mean, just wall-to-wall -wall young people. And for me, you know, it's kind of a great opportunity to talk to the next generation of conservatives. You know, I've done this now for 36, 35 years on radio, 26 and a half years on Fox. And these kids are very enthusiastic. So they show up. My understanding is that these crazy neo-Nazi idiots show up and that members of Turning Point were telling them to pound sand and get lost. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. And also, we tried to get our security to get rid of these scumbags and these people outside. We did everything we could to get rid of them. They were on public space and it was un unable to do that. They eventually scurried away. And I thought that was going to be the end of the story. And so the media wrote up. They said, OK, neo-Nazi demonstrators outside of the Turning Point event. And I thought that'd be the end of it. And then The View decided to just lean in and smear us and slander us. And you heard Whoopi's comment there on that montage there where she said, we let them in. It's a complete fabrication. And Sean, I believe one of the reasons that Whoopi felt as if she had to do that or the entire View felt like they had to smear us is because if they told their audience the truth, which is that in the midst of summer, when travel is very expensive and young people have a multitude of other things they could be doing, 5,000 young people from all 50 states decided to go to Tampa, Florida, and listen to conservative speakers like President Trump and Governor DeSantis. That's, that doesn't fit the narrative on The View. Instead, they're trying to loop us into extremists and scumbags. And we responded with force. We sent the cease and desist letter. We're still entertaining some legal options and talking to some of the best attorneys out there because we cannot, we cannot tolerate and allow these smug Hollywood leftists to smear our minors and our students at Turning Point USA. I'm glad it resulted in the way it did with the apology, albeit I believe somewhat insincere and forced, but it is a good victory for conservatives and for truth, quite honestly, because we got to stand up for our young people. They've allowed to, they've been allowed to do this for far too long. See, I don't think you would have heard a word or gotten a peep out of them had the legal department over at ABC not thought that this potential lawsuit was real and would have merit. Uh, because you're smearing a group of people. You're a public figure. I'm a public figure. The standard for us is we have to show an absence of malice. That Now you're getting into somebody's mind and heart, and what were they thinking at the time when they said something. 
which pretty much makes it that and it's we're we're fair game. You can pretty much accuse us of anything, lie about us in any way you want. This right. though, you know, I've done this a long time, and this is the playbook. It used to be only every two years, every four years, but this is the playbook of Democrats. Like I can tell you, for twenty twenty two, the playbook playbook is going to be abortion. It's going to be guns, and it's going to be January sixth, and it's going to be the Republicans are racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, and they want dirty air and water and grandma and grandpa to die. That's that's mm-hmm. their narrative. They do it every single election. Now it almost is an everyday thing. Um, that's why I think it was so important that you push back. What are you going to do? What are the what are your lawyers telling you in terms of the chances that you could be successful in a lawsuit? Yeah, look, every lawyers have different opinions, but looking at the facts and circumstances, what's working for us is that we have publicly available information that throughout many years, Sean, we've pushed back against the most radical, let's just say fringe, quasi-neo-Nazi elements that ever show up at our events. So there has been a publicly available fact pattern that Turning Point USA has repudiated, rejected, and condemned those ideas for quite some time. So it's not like Whoopi would not have had something to draw in there. There's also a potential fact pattern emerging of students that are already paying a potential cost uh, for this. For example, internships, potential Turning Point USA chapters that are being blocked because of some of the coverage. Now, that might get cleared up, and that might be you know something that might not last forever, but damages are damages, as you well know. And also favorable to our case, according to lawyers, is the minor piece. As you said, look, you can smear me, smear you. Unfortunately, the law is what it is because the New York Times. I only have more smears than you do because I've been at it longer. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying my best to catch up, Sean. But uh, <laughs> be- you're doing pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Quick break. We'll come back more with Charlie Kirk, who's with us. Uh, we're talking about the potential lawsuit with ABC and comments made on the View and his new book, The College Scam. It's on Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. <laughs> Kirk, um, whether he and Turning Point USA will sue ABC is, is is to be determined. He also has his new book out called The College Scam, How America's Universities Are Bankrupting and Brainwashing Away the Future of America's Youth. I've seen this and I've known this for a long time. Many years ago, a former New York congressman, John Labutli, a really smart guy, wrote a book and I, I just loved it at the time and I quote it often. Harvard hates America. I mean, what a profound thing to say from a Harvard graduate. Or more recently, Pete Hegseth, who graduated from Harvard Business, you know, taking his degree and saying return to sender and sending it back to Harvard, um, which I think I said to him, I said, this is a huge achievement. Why would you send it back? We were kind of laughing about it. And you write this book, The College Scam, How America's Universities Are Bankrupting and Brainwashing Away the Future of America's Youth. Um, and I see all these kids going to college. Now, my son graduated. I, I think you met him at one of the events. Mm-hmm. Very impressive young man. Yeah. He's a great kid. My daughter is, you know, almost finished herself and both, you know, D1 athletes. And I'm, I'm but I got to tell you, it is a scam. You're not wrong. You're the only one that had the guts to say it. It's a complete scam. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Sean. And it, it's a scam on multiple levels, which is, you know, absent, you know, being able to play sports at the highest level, which you do get a lot out of there for, you know, maturity and for competition and all that. Most kids going to college really shouldn't be there. I mean, you look at 40% of kids that enroll in four year universities drop out. 
40%. We have a mass oversupply of students in college right now. On top of that, another 41% if they graduate and if they end up getting a degree and if they get a job, which are big ifs, right? They get a job in that does not require a college degree. And so that's another 41% on top of it. And so then on top of that, it's another 20% of people that end up getting a job in a different field that they studied. So they might have studied economics and they get a job in computer science. Not to mention, Sean, just the indoctrination and the wokeism and the suppression of free speech and the anti-Americanism. I argue in the book, The College Scam, that every confusing, weird idea that you see out there, that you talk about wonderfully every night on your program, on your radio show, stems from a college campus. Critical race theory, men can become pregnant, open borders. By the way, can you deal. figure, did you ever go to a college class that taught that? Because I don't, the biology that I learned and I studied never taught me that. Well, you know, Sean, I actually, I didn't go to college, um, which is one of the reasons why I wrote this book, because I, I always, you know, people come up to me and they say, you know, Charlie, once you go to college, you can really make something of yourself. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe do that later. Um, <laughs> so, but I kind of laugh and chuckle because there is this expectation that you must. Well, get uh, you know, I got to put my plea guilty that I fell into the same trap. It was like, I didn't get to finish. I didn't have the money and I'll be damned if my kids weren't going to go to college. And it was in my head and it's always been in my head. And, and then the anecdotal stories I get from them, and they're telling me what they're being taught in class, and they don't buy this BS. And I'm just, play the game. Play the game, get your degree, and then, then decide what it is that you love in life and find a way to make money at it. That's my advice to any young person. So, um, I, I, you know, obviously you've been very, tremendously successful in just a short period of time, and, and we're very proud of you for that. But you pay all of this money, and you're paying so often for indoctrination. You're not paying to get a quality education that is going to prepare you for the career of your choice the, or the dreams that you right. want to pursue in life. It's just like a, a holdover, just you know, a holding pattern, uh, four gap years, if you will, after high school to me. That's right. And you said it best, play the game. And, and that is the right attitude, Sean, which is, look, endure it, you know, get, get the piece of paper, go through it and look, you know, your kids are raised with great values and it's fine. But a lot of parents, unfortunately, they send their kids off to college and they come back totally and completely philosophically and spiritually unrecognizable. And this is a major crisis in our country where parents go into debt themselves or build up a college fund for their kids to go send their kids off to a college to then go hate their values. And I think it's actually one of the main reasons why we're seeing such a generational divide when it comes to some of these issues of Green New Deal. I think, I think you're right. And, and look at what the average kid is doing in college. You know, all right, they're going out, they're getting totally Adam Schiff-faced uh, every Friday, Saturday night. Then they go to a football <laughs> game on Saturday. You know, they start drinking, you know, you know, kegs and eggs for breakfast. And then by yep. the time the game starts, they're out of their mind. Um, are they really learning the things that we want them to learn, or we pay them to have uh, paying for them to have one big party? Yeah, exactly. And outside of a college like Hillsdale, they're really not studying Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, Descartes, Hume, and Burke. They're studying mm -hmm. postmodernism and poststructuralism and nihilism and anti-Americanism. 
It'd be one thing if there was really a college experience of rigor and deep study. Most universities now have class sizes everywhere between 400 to 500 kids where you could easily blend in and you don't get that person to professor relationship that the academy was really built and designed for. So you're right. There's, and I write about this in the book, the amount of idle time and kind of slovenly culture that unfortunately has infected our universities. I don't think it's the best use of our nation's young people. I think well, that the, I agree. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I will tell you one thing. One thing that really, really took so much time from my kids' standpoint was the fact that they were athletes. And being an athlete takes all your free time away. Uh, And it it definitely mitigated a lot of the things that we're talking about. I wish I had more time. We could talk about it all day. Uh, Charlie Kirk, um, Turning Point USA, the college scam, how America's universities are bankrupting and brainwashing away the future of America's youth. Uh, We will also watch and monitor what happens as it relates to uh, ABC and whether or not you guys finally file that lawsuit. Uh, we wish you all the best. Congrats on all your success. We're uh, watching. Uh, very proud of you from a distance and uh, very happy for all, all that you're doing. Thank you, Sean. Deeply appreciate it. Thanks for all the support. See you soon. You bet. You. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Quick break. Right back. One thing you can always count on. Sean Hannity is back on the radio. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program. Last week really was the week of just Biden administration lies. Uh, You know, here we get news. Consumer confidence, all-time low. 75 basis point increase in interest rates. And officially, we find out we are in a recession. There's no good news on the economy, any place to be found, but not if you listen to White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Well, Biden himself said, we're not, uh, doesn't feel like a recession to me. What are you talking, you live in the White House, you live in a bubble. What world are you living in? When, when's the last time Joe ever went shopping? I don't think Joe has ever paid his bills, according to Hunter's laptop, because Hunter complains bitterly about having to pay for the big guy. Anyway, Here's Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary. The Biden has turned the economy back on. And like, what world are you living in? Listen, I'm going to be very clear. I'm going to say this once. Uh, and uh, the president has been very clear about this. He intends to run in 2024. Uh, and he is going to until then. Uh, He's going to do the business of the American people, as he's been doing uh, for the past 18 months. When you look at the COVID response, when you look at the work that he's been doing at climate change, when you look at uh, the economy, how he was able to turn it back on when he walked in, businesses were shut down, uh, schools were shut down. Uh, We were, there were 20 million people that was uh, collecting unemployment benefits. And now we're seeing gains. Nine million jobs have been created under this president since he walked into the office. That's what matters. That's what he cares about, and that's what we're going to continue to focus on. They have not been able to get back to where we were pre-pandemic in terms of people in the workforce. Just a fact. Oh, 9 million people coming back into the workforce. They have not even come close to matching where we were. And then 
So the Biden administration, rather amusing, in the Yuma sector in Arizona, I, it, look, to me, the more I thought about it, the more obvious it is they're trying to help uh, Senator Kelly and his campaign, whoever the, wins the primary this week in Arizona. It's going to be interesting. So anyway, so they're trying to help Mark Kelly, who's in deep trouble out there in terms of reelection. So they're finishing the Yuma section of wall, border wall, which Biden said he'd never do. Then they get caught doing it. And then they say, no, we're not finishing the border wall. We're cleaning up Trump's mess. No, they're finishing, quote, even they said last week, the gap areas, which is building the wall. But they can't even admit it because then they would have to admit that Donald Trump was right the whole time. Listen to this. By finishing the wall, is this? We are not finishing it. By filling in, finishing? We are not finishing it. By filling in, uh, is this is this racist? Because in 2019, when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question, to this question that you just asked me. I will say this. A border wall, I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. So it's ineffective. We are not finishing a wall. We are cleaning up the mess that the last administration made. Oh, that's what it is. Let's blame that on Donald Trump, too. Unbelievable. All right, let's get to our busy phones. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Justin is in North Carolina. Justin, happy Monday. Glad you called. Uh, Thanks for checking in. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't want Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan. Everything she does is bad for we the people and good for her pocketbook and her friends. Uh, Wait a minute. Why yes, wouldn't sir. you want, yes, now that Nancy Pelosi said she's going to go and they're threatening military action and threatening to shoot her plane out of the sky, don't you think capitulating to that threat by the communist Chinese is a horribly dangerous precedent? From my perspective, no, she now has to go. No, sir. I believe there's another way. Taiwan is vulnerable. We must only defend what we can successfully, and we need to take care of America first, America borders first, and then assist our allies. We do not need to escalate with China. Well, we well Taiwan is an allied country. We, we've we've had agreements I with know. Taiwan that go on for a long time. Why would we give up on that? Are we ready to win that war now? No, uh, let's but the, rea- but the reality is, are the Chinese really going to shoot down an American plane and start World War III? I would call their bluff. Maybe they want to get us into. Maybe they want to get us into a war they're not prepared to win, Sean. That's my fear. Well, that's I. I don't. I don't dispute what you're saying because it's sort of like the quagmire that they're oh, they're willing to support in in Ukraine. You know, Zelensky and the Ukrainian people could beat Putin. They can defeat him if given the right weaponry. And and I knew it was such a bad omen when Poland was offering 29 MIGs to the Ukrainians and Joe Biden vetoed that. I knew at that point, here we go again, it's going to be, you know, fight to a standstill, fight to a quagmire, you know, keep let this go on in perpetuity. Um, they're not we don't fight wars to win them. The only one that showed us how to fight and win was Trump. And that was defeating the caliphate. And he did it very quietly. Nobody even paid attention. And he just bombed them into obliterated them. And then he obliterated Soleimani, then Baghdadi and associates, and then the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. And guess what? The world took note. Maybe the people in the U.S. did not give him the credit that I think he deserved for that. But, but certainly the world noticed that when he would strike, he would strike with overwhelming force to win. 
You know, th- this this is the folly of American foreign policy. You know, we, we can't, if you're going to engage in conflict or war, it's got to be to win and win as quickly as possible. And if the idea is we just keep sending hundreds of millions and hundreds of billions here to Ukraine again and again and again, just to fight for a, a stalemate, we're wasting our time and we're wasting our money. Um, just appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Mike in Colorado. Mike, how are you? Glad you called, sir. I, I am good, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling Thank about uh, the Biden administration and their uh, their trading Griner and the other person for the for the Russian terror. Yeah, this Victor Boot guy, the the yeah the, the arms you know, dealer I, guy. Yeah. You know, I think Biden learned really good from Obama how to give away the chicken coop because you know what they did with Bird Bulk. <laughs> oh, Bird Doll. Yeah. Back in 2014, they 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 traded him for I think they called it the Taliban Five. Mm-hmm. And four out of the five are now in, in positions of leadership in Afghanistan since it fell. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's a bad deal. Look, I, I'm going to be honest. I want to get Brittany Griner home. She's a fellow American. It's a minor offense that she was arrested for. Um, do I support her? You know, I think it was very stupid on her part to bring weed or a weed pod, whatever she brought into Russia. Uh, not very smart to do it, but it's not. A, it shouldn't be a death penalty sentence here. I mean, they're talking about I, I agree. taking the best years of her life, and she's gifted and talented, and she's a fellow American. I want to get her home, but not this well, deal is a bad deal, and they ought to have somebody here of uh, similar circumstances. And it should be a fair deal, <laughs> not a one-sided deal. But you're right. We didn't learn anything in the Bo Bergdahl case. You're absolutely right. Uh, how, you know, I just don't know how many soldiers we lost looking for him. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's true we lost six or not. But anyway. Uh, we lost you know, a number of people, guy, and a number of people were injured in, in the process of trying to find him. Exactly. And now if we leave, but this guy lose, how many people are going to die when he gets back out on the street? You know, it's crazy. Oh, anyway, I mean, um, we're just naive if we think these people have a cha- have had a change of heart because they haven't. Oh, I but, know, I know. But why is the Democrats think they have to give the make the best deal to get? You know, it just doesn't make sense. I'm sure they could trade somebody else for for these people. Vladimir Putin is a thug and a murderer, a dictator, and a hostile actor. That's all. That's the only thing Democrats at times get right about him. And it's it's unfortunate because, you know, it's so easy to to defeat Russia and it's not hard. You just take a page out of the Cold War. Ronald Reagan bankrupted the former Soviet Union, and he did it by building up our military and they could not keep up. And then it became, you know, a crisis to get a loaf of bread for the average citizen in in the former Soviet Union. And then eventually, you know, Mikhail Gorbachev takes over. But all of these things, you know, I, I, it, we, they keep making the same mistakes. Liberals think if they coddle dictators that somehow they're going to change their behavior. If only we're nicer to the Iranians, if we're only nicer to the Saudis, if we're nicer to the Iranians and Russia and China, you know, why, why would we at the, at the same exact time that President Xi is threatening to fire and shoot out of the sky a plane with the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Now, I'm not Nancy Pelosi's biggest fan by any stretch, but she's third in line for the presidency, two heartbeats away from the presidency. And that type of threat is going to stop the U.S. from a planned trip to an allied nation. Sorry, I don't give in to terrorists. I don't give in to terroristic threats. 
This is where America's got to have the strength and resolve to say, we're not taking your threat lightly. And if you do this, you will we will hit you so hard that you won't recognize half of China when we're done. That's got to be the answer. But they have nuclear weapons, Hannity. You want to start a nuclear war? No, I don't want to start a nuclear war, but there's only one way to prevent it. And that's through strength, not through appeasement. That part I know. Mike, thank you. Appreciate it. Quick break. Right back to the phones. Toll free. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Richard, at the top of the hour, uh, how would he deal with the threat that China is now making towards the U.S.? Uh, we'll ask him. But in the meantime, let's get back to our phones. Uh, John in New Jersey. John, thanks for checking in. How are you? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Sean. How you doing? I hear you always talking about why did Biden do this and why did Biden do that? He shut down the uh, Keystone Pipeline and, and gave Putin a waiver. He's giving five million barrels of our oil reserves to China. <clears throat> He's corrupt. And nobody will investigate him. His kids corrupt. They're making millions and millions of dollars on the corruption. And he's going to end up like Obama. Obama started presidency. He was like, he's worth like $4 million. Now he's worth like almost $200 million. You think he did that legally? I don't think so. Look at Hillary. Hillary sold Russian, uh, sold the Russians our, our uranium. He, she sold her secrets. And she got away with it. And she's mega, mega wealthy now. Where's the accountability here? When is somebody going to start investigating these people? And when is our government? They're, they're not going to. I mean, we learned. Remember what Charles Grassley, we have whistleblowers now that are saying people within the FBI and the Biden Department of Justice that are taking credible evidence on Hunter Biden and the Biden family syndicate. Remember, Director Ray, he's going to, I guess he goes before Congress on Thursday. But Director Ray, they had the laptop of hunter biden long before anybody else they've had it for years john paul mac isaac is the was the owner of that shop his life has been ruined and turned upside down sadly but they've had this information for the longest time they've done nothing with it and now we see more and more and learn more and more every day how much joe lied when he said i've never had not a single time a conversation with my son about his foreign business dealings. Well, we've now identified 14 such occasions where he did have contact with by, with Hunter's uh, foreign business partners. We know for a fact through the emails that he benefited financially from all of this. We have fact witnesses now that are willing to testify to all of this. If it was Trump, I promise you they would put him in jail. If it's Biden, it's just like the quid pro quo. They, they're impeaching you know, Donald Trump over over his conversation with President Zelensky over not wasting American taxpayer dollars. And meanwhile, Joe leverages a billion taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor fired that we learned was investigating his own son that was being paid millions with zero experience. So that's a real quid pro quo. Anyway, uh, I don't expect so equal the justice. There is none. So the, the point is, that if, if the FBI wanted to pursue this case they had had all the evidence the entire time and we've like just like the russia collusion case we've had to unpeel every single layer of the onion and get to the truth and with every new revelation they do nothing and now we know from whistleblowers within the doj within the fbi that they're actually taking real evidence against hunter biden and the biden family syndicate and they're saying it's disinformation when in fact it's not 
just like weeks before the 2020 election, we had Hunter's laptop. Everybody dismissed it without any investigation at all whatsoever as Russian disinformation. And it turns out that all of it was true. And then the in the previous presidential election, they used a dirty misinformation Russian dossier that was false, but they said it was true. I mean, I, who knows what they'll make up about Russian uh, disinformation come 2024. God only knows. Anyway, appreciate the call. 800-941-SEAN is on number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break. Right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.